Hello, hello, hello people, welcome back, welcome back to another episode, welcome back to another episode of the Yermi Yahoo podcast, lovely to have you back with us, lovely to see your beautiful faces, though I can't, I'm just assuming that you're all very gorgeous people. Um, Thank you for tuning in again to another episode, today we are going to be speaking about drumroll holiness we're going to be speaking about holiness and what that looks like for us as christians yeah and we're just going to dive into things so let me just pray quickly father we thank you for this day we thank you for who you are we thank you for your grace we thank you for your mercy we thank you for another episode um on the podcast um we thank you for how far you have brought us we thank you for salvation we thank you for life we thank you for love we thank you for friendship we commit this episode into your hands and we pray that you would speak through me you would speak through my lips as of clay um less of me and more of you in jesus name amen holiness wow this is a very interesting topic the song goes in my head is holy holy god almighty (laughs) but anyways um why the topic of holiness i feel like this is a very important subject topic um for us as christians we are going to basically talk about what it is why holiness what does it mean to be holy what does it look like And then if there are any questions, I guess you can comment down or just chat in the, is it chat box or how does it work? I don't know. Just comment. (laughs) If there's a space to comment, comment and let's just share our thoughts. Holiness. Holiness is a lifestyle that is acceptable before God. Holiness is attainable, first of all, and holiness does not equate to perfection. Um, Holiness is defined by the word of God. The attribution of holiness to ourselves, to our characters, to our behavior should only be gotten from the Bible and not society. But I guess I'll just give like a dictionary definition quickly of what holiness is. Holiness is defined as sanctity, righteousness, goodness, purity, and all of these things are right. But how do we then break it down into a way that it seems attainable? These synonyms of holiness that we've seen in the dictionary, they're all right, but they're is more to holiness than just goodness or sanctity as i was preparing i got first peter chapter 2 verses 1 and it says so be done with every trace of wickedness malignity (laughs) depravity and all deceit and insincerity pretense hypocrisy grudges envy jealousy and slander and evil speaking of all kind 
Verse 2 in the NKJV says, As newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, that she may grow thereby. So we can see holiness is just not, okay, I'm trying to be pure and I'm trying to be righteous and I'm trying to be good. It goes beyond that. To the intentions of our heart, are you being jealous? Are you envying someone? Are you being a hypocrite? Are you being insincere? Are you being deceitful? Um, Holiness cuts across all of those levels and it looks first at the heart and then everything that flows out of that. Yeah, we'll be using the Bible to construct our understanding of holiness in this episode. First Peter chapter 2, it says, Holy people are described as people done with every trace of wickedness. So, if you say you're holy, you're done with every trace of wickedness, sin, unrighteousness, offense, things related to deceit, things related to insincerity, things related to grudges. You're done with everything that would literally blemish or stain your whites, basically. Um, you're done with gossiping, you're done with evil speaking, you're done with foul language. That is still an aspect of you being holy. Walking in holiness is simply making a decision to be done with sin, to be done with something, to be done with certain things, certain practices, and consciously and consistently choosing otherwise. So you choosing godliness, you choosing purity, you choosing to speak life, you choosing not to be deceitful, you choosing to be kind, you choosing to be gentle, you choosing to have self-control. And if we look at it through that lens as holiness being a decision to be done with something and putting away something, you can see how this thing of holiness is attainable, not just practically, but also through the help of the Holy Spirit. When we understand holiness, Um, by including verse 2 we can see it's even been more attainable because it says as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby so another aspect of you being holy and putting on this garment of holiness and practicing holiness a corporate has to do with understanding the word a corporate has to do with growing in the word desiring the word sticking to the word practicing the word listening to the word being extremely versed and um understanding what the word consists of consists of and expects us to do when you think of it saying like as newborn babes desire the pure milk a newborn baby is someone who is extremely dependent on their parents, on their guardian, on their the person who is basically looking out for them. And if the Bible is saying you you can achieve and attain holiness not only because of your help from the Holy Spirit, but you being a newborn babe who is dependent on the word, it shows that as Christians to do this journey of holiness and to stay on this journey of holiness, we there is an aspect of dependency on god that we need to cultivate and take on um you need to have a desire to be fed 
by the word you need to have a desire to be fed by your maker you need to have a desire to accept the food that your maker gives you when you're a child when you're a baby whatever food your mom gives you you would eat if it is mashed potato you would eat if it is cauliflower you would eat if it's ayamashe <laughs> you would eat whatever your parents give you you eat and it's the same thing with us as christians if we're saying desire the pure milk of the word everything that the bible says is true and um pure and correct and would help you on your journey of holiness is what you should eat is what you should take on is what you should practice in john 14 verse 26 it says but the comforter the counselor the helper the intercessor the advocate the strengthener the standby the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name in my place to represent me and act on my behalf will teach you all things with the help of the holy spirit you are assisted you are supported you are taught to walk in holiness you are taught to go through the process of holiness you're taught to grow in holiness you you're taught what it what it looks like to be pure um you're you're yielded to the spirit of god which is holy and pure and by you following the leadings of the holy Spirit, you essentially become what he is so when people ask is this thing of holiness attainable it is very attainable it is accessible it's reachable it's something you can do it is something you can practice um and it's something that you first need to understand and then make decisions to not necessarily obtain but make decisions to practice um when i was preparing this i thought about it in the smart method where you know in the office when they tell you to, to set your smart goals um you need a goal that is specific you need a goal that is measurable you need something that is attainable you need something that is relevant and you need a goal like your goal has to be you can time your goal basically there is a there's a timeline to reach the goal so our goal in this in this smart goals breaking down structure our goal is holiness as christians our goal is holiness and like i said at the start it is measurable by god first god is who god is one who measures your degree of holiness um and he does this by looking at your hearts by looking at your heart posture by looking at what flows from your hearts by looking at the fruits that you produce whatever fruits that you plant whatever seed you plant the fruits that would come of it is not going to be far away from what was planted if you plant a mango seed you will not reap an apple like if you plant a tomato seed you will not reap a strawberry so um whatever seeds are being planted in your heart um if it's gossiping if it's envy if it's anger whatever seeds are being planted in your heart would reap certain fruits and god can measure us or god measures us by the fruits that we produce because the fruits that you produce is a reflection of who you are and the seed that you have in you god looks at the desires of our hearts god inspects our hearts 
because our hearts are revealers your heart the heart is the best revealer of a person the best revealer of a man your heart reveals your motives your desires your intentions it reveals everything about you so it makes sense that the bible and our heavenly father looks and measures um us by the degree of what is in our heart so ensuring and just praying that you have a heart that is broken contrite after god seeks the things of god reduces its ideas its ideologies its feelings um above the way of god is very very important in first samuel chapter 16 verses 7 it says but the lord said to samuel do not look on his appearance or the height or his stature because I have rejected him, for the Lord sees not a man. He look he does not look at the outward appearance, but looks on the heart. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty one verse two, every man, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. In Jeremiah chapter seventeen verse ten it says, the Lord searches the heart and tests the mind to give every man according to his ways according to the fruits of his deeds so he searches your heart and then he tests your mind and then he gives according to what he has seen in your hearts and in your mind according to the fruit of your deeds he gives to you he measures you by he judges you by um we should never forget that God is actually a judge. God is a loving father. God is all of these good things. God is just. God is faithful. God is kind. But God is a judge. Like, he's still a judge. Um, and he judges the things that we do. And it's important that we know that. We understand that. And we put it at the forefront of our mind to an extent. But yeah. Moving on, your heart reveals who you are as a person. In Psalms 44 verse 21, it says, Would not God discover this, for he knows the secrets of the heart. Going back to the SMART goals, and our specific goal being holiness. I, I guess I mentioned it at the start, but it is attainable. So for the A, holiness is attainable. You do not do this journey of holiness with your own strength, in your own understanding, but you need to do it assisted by the Holy Spirit and using the things that the Bible says we need, like the Word. Um, and having friends that are good, so not sitting with, in the seats of mockers, in the seats of the scornful, not walking with people who are just ungodly. For the R in the SMART goals... The goal of holiness is relevant. It is extremely relevant to us as Christians. It's relevant to our lives as believers. It's relevant to everybody in the world. Holiness is relevant. It's not an outdated thing. It's not something that we should just stop doing because we're in the 21st century. Holiness is relevant. It would always be relevant. It's as whole. I said whole. <laughs> it has always been relevant. It is relevant because that is what God wants. That is what God expects. And that is who God is. So it is relevant. You cannot do Christianity without holiness. You cannot be a Christian without being holy. It is relevant to our spiritual walk. It is relevant to salvation. 
Jesus literally died for our sins to take away corruption, to take away impurity, to take away um, ungodly behavior and covered us in his blood, which was holy, so we could then have relationship with God, have access to God, have proximity to God, be intimate with God, have conversations with God. Jesus died literally for salvation he died because the world was not holy because the world was corrupt because the world was full of sin so holiness is relevant i can hear someone's intrusive thoughts and their deep thinking and they're like so why should i then be holy the blood of jesus has already like like you said, the blood of Jesus has already covered me. It has already done that for me. Now that I'm in Christ, I mean, I'm already covered. So technically, I'm holy. Yes, that's true. You're covered. And because of your covering, you were granted access into the kingdom of God. But then you need to work out why you were granted access. <laughs> you need to work out your salvation. To become a friend of God, access is just not enough. Okay, you have access. Because you have access to my concierge does not mean you're my like you're my friend. The postman also has access to my concierge. Because you have access even to my front door does not make you my friend. The concierge can tell you to come upstairs and drop the package in front of my front door. You would only be called my friend because you have access to let's say my room and the intimate parts of my house, let's say my living room, things like that. Holiness and working out holiness as Christians in this world gives us more and more access into the kingdom, into the things of God. It gives us more proximity to God. Um, So yes, you've been wiped by the blood of Jesus and the blood of Jesus has covered you. So I mean, his covering is holy. So that means I'm holy. That's all well and good. But his covering was to get you access into the kingdom. Now you need to throw away the things that you came with that were not of the kingdom and take them out. That is working out your holiness. That is practicing your holiness. Um, Because you have access to, let's say, Barclays Bank does not make you a billionaire. (laughs) like let's be serious here because you have access does not now mean that you should not work out your faith so because going back to the example of Barclays Bank because you have access to Barclays Bank and you can walk into let's say one of their branches does not mean you have an account in Barclays Bank do you get what I mean like you still have to do certain things and do and make certain procedures for you to be counted as a Barclays member or a Barclays what do they call them now? A county. <laughs> oh my god, I need to be serious. But yeah. You need like the blood of Jesus has covered you. Yes, but you still need to walk in holiness to remain to stay there to have access to 
other parts of the kingdom. Our goal should not just be, okay, I have access. Dream more, expect more of yourself. Like, (laughs) if the royal family allows you to come into their house, you should not only just be happy because they allowed you to come into into their house, you should expect more for yourself. Like, am I eating with them? Did they allow me into their home? Did they allow me to play with their kids? (laughs) Do you get what I mean? You don't just start celebrating only because you had access to their house you know want more for yourself dream more expect more um and hold yourself to a higher standard but anyways moving on yeah so speaking of going back to the R, it being relevant it is relevant in our generation because god is the god of today yesterday and forever so he saw it yesterday, so thought it was relevant. Saw it today, thought it was relevant. Saw it tomorrow, saw it in the future. Saw it 10,000 years to come and thought holiness was relevant. So holiness is relevant. Um, yeah, so for the people who are thinking, how do I then practically, realistically work out this thing? How do I stop? being in sin how do i stop being someone who gossips who is slanderous who envies who is unforgiving how do i cut off these things now that i have access how do i begin to drop off certain things and prune certain things in my life first of all it is doable second of all it is doable by the help of the holy spirit you can only cut off and drop off gossiping slander anger with the help of the holy Spirit by submitting yourself to the holy spirit by submitting your desires by submitting your um thoughts by submitting everything about yourself to the doctrine to the correction to the rebuke to the um holy rebuke godly rebuke (laughs) to the to the correction of the holy spirit um going back to the first point about reading the word you must read the word you must read the word you have to read the word you have to pray over yourself you have to submit yourself to god you have to surround yourself in an atmosphere that edifies or that would that is beneficial to where you want to get to you have to make practical steps like that very drastic steps sometimes when you're just starting off you need to make very very drastic steps to get yourself to the place where you want to be you need accountability partners you need someone who can um speak life over you call you out when you have done things that are wrong correct you help you walk with you you need community it's 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 very essential you cannot do christianity without community you cannot do life without community so these are some practical steps that you need to put in place if you're someone that's thinking about that kind of question and last point there is a time frame there is a time frame yeah there's a time frame (laughs) because when god decides to call his people home it shows that 
your time lapse has ended <laughs> there is a time frame our whole life is the time frame of doing this journey of holiness till god calls us home that is the time frame so your life is the time frame work out your salvation with fear and trembling learning how to be forgiving learning how to be honest learning how to be more patient less selfish these are things that you do and practice in every season of your life so your life is the time frame and the time frame comes to an end and that is when we would be judged and sit with god and you know kind of report our lives back to god um so it's not something that you need to learn by next year but it's something that you must learn before god comes <laughs> when he comes there's no excuse then there's i mean there's really no going back then um so daily picking up that cross and walking towards the goal of holiness is what we need to do so as i wrap up why is holiness even that deep why must i do this why must i want to do this how do i work out my life journey by committing to this goal of holiness holiness is deep because god says it's deep like holiness is deep (laughs) holiness is deep because if you're not holy if you're not righteous if you're not godly if you're not working with god you're working with the devil yeah so it's deep because at the end of the day when like i said god decides to call us home and you have no reason for not starting of this journey of holiness it will be deep then um but yeah how do i work out my life journey of committing to holiness how do i how do i do this thing that you're talking about i want to do it but how do i practically do it i think the first thing is to make the decision make up your mind to want to be a christian who abides in god who remains in god who submits to god you need to make up your mind that you want to be that person you need to choose to be that person you need to tell yourself that you're going to be that person you need to make up your mind that that is what you want to do and that is what you must do that is what you will follow through with when you make up your mind then you can now go into the okay practically i would meditate on the word i would read my bible hebrews chapter 4 verses 12 says for the word of god is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing through the division of the soul and the spirit of joints and marrow of discerning the thoughts and intentions of the hearts the word of god is active the word of god is active the word of god pierces the word of god corrects the word of god removes so staying in the word of god would help you on your journey of holiness it would help you cut away corruption cut away sin cut away behaviors that are not godly next point you need to develop a prayer life prayer is communication prayer is you speaking to god and him speaking back to you you listening you understanding you taking on information and then going to practice it prayer is a means of communication 
to you need a prayer life you need to hear what god is saying you need to know what god is saying you need to know when god is correcting you you need to be able to pick up on these things in luke chapter 18 verses 1 he said he speak a parable saying unto them to this end that men ought to always pray and not to faint it was apostle roma who said this the opposite of not praying is not prayerlessness it is fainting when you're not praying you're fainting when you're not communicating with god when you're not actively um having conversations with god when you're not interacting with god you're literally fainting you're you're it's easier for you to slip back into sin when you're without communication with god so praying is very important it is extremely extremely important understanding your position as a child as well i mentioned it very briefly at the start but understanding your position as a child would help you know that you cannot do this journey of holiness by yourself you need the holy spirit you need help you need community you need support you need people who can push you and help you you need the holy spirit you need god to be dependent on Dependence looks like you telling God that you cannot do it, so you need help. It's not weak to say that you need help. Dependence is humility. Dependence is submission. So you need to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that you're a child, you have a father, and your father is here to help you and support you. So you use the help and support. You don't try and do it by yourself and make mistakes by yourself. Mistakes have been made. Let your father teach you what to do. So you don't have to make the same mistakes and go through the same things. So yeah, understanding your position as a child and then with that knowledge of your position as a child, actively making sure that you are dependent on God for everything. And then I would say, choose God daily. Choose to please God daily. Choose to love God daily. Choose to abide in God daily. Choose to remain in God daily. Choose God daily. Choose God above your feelings. I'm going to keep saying this for every episode till when I don't say it again. Choose God above your feelings. Like enough of this. I am feeling. We're feeling. They are feeling. No. Choose God above your feelings. Choose God above above your temporary feelings. In Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 to 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Know who you are in God. Know who you are in God. Know who God has called you to be. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation. Who are you in God? What has God said you are? When you know these things about yourself, you would not want to be lower than that. You wouldn't want to be less than that. You wouldn't want to be mediocre. So yes, choose God daily, but also know who you are in God. Know who God has called you to be. It raises the stakes. It raises the standard. You wouldn't be thinking of, okay, how can I just be less scummy? No, how can I please God? How can I live up to this title that God has called me to be? But I'll keep on keeping on with this verse. (laughs) Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. It gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they can glorify your Father in heaven. You choosing to do this journey of holiness, you going on this journey of holiness, is not 
just for the benefit of yourself but it's for the glorification of god above all it is for the glorification of god it is to glorify god before men it is so that men can see that there is a god and he's a good god and he's a big god (laughs) but yeah so people can see that final point how do i stick to this journey of holiness how do i commit to this journey i think be aware of your pitfalls be aware of where you are weak um and don't know you're struggling with lust and you go to the club that's an error you're struggling with lust you watch movies that there are sex scenes everywhere that's an error know your pitfalls know where you are struggling know where you need extra help are you struggling with anger and you love to join conversations on the internet that do not edify you're fueling your anger (laughs) are you struggling with patience are you struggling with unforgiveness and you're always in fights you can never apologize do you get what i mean know your pitfalls know where you need help submit them to god but be very aware of them be vigilant of the things that are around you be vigilant your ear gates your eye gates your heart be vigilant make sure you protect these gates make sure there's nothing interfering at these gates make sure you guard these gates make sure you're a watchman over your life make sure you do all these things all these things together would edify and help you on this journey of holiness it is not a thing that you can just attain by tomorrow if you make the decision today it is a process it is a lifelong journey but it is a journey and it's a decision that we have to make every day to look more like god to be more like god to make sure that our actions and the things we do glorify god but yeah i would just pray to round up and i really hope this was helpful for someone um father i thank you for what you are doing in this generation i thank you for what you're doing through me i thank you for just this conversation whatever thought it has sparked in someone's mind whatever seed it has planted in someone's heart i pray that it would germinate i pray that it would be fruit i pray that even these words that we have heard would not stand against us on the day of judgment i pray that will be people who remain in you who are submitted to you who want to please you who love you enough to follow what you say to abide in what you say to remain in what you say I pray, O oh Lord, for people who are struggling with certain things. I pray for people who are lacking friendship, lacking community, lacking accountability in this moment. I pray that you would surround them with people who would help them and make this journey easier for them. Um, I just, I, I really thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for how this word is transcending and going to places that i myself have not been and may not even go to i thank you for how active and living and true your word is 
um, I pray that we would continue to be people who consecrate ourselves to you and choose you daily. Be the exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. God bless. Bye.